You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Not So Small Talk. I apologize for my late arrival. I was... um, participating in an awesome summit with my friend Marta Spurk talking about my best-selling book, um, The Colors Inside of Me, my best-selling children's book. If you have not read it, it's awesome. You should get it. Um, Somebody will put the link in the comments. But I apologize so much for being late. That's not my way. And you have to know that it was literally killing me the whole time. And then, of course, Facebook deleted my event that had all the yummy, um, you know, uh, banners in it and all the ways that we were going to kind of keep track of this conversation. So we're going to wing it, right? Because that's what professionals do. Um, But I wanted to take a moment and let you know that what we're going to talk about today might hit a little bit below the belt. And what I mean by that is that you're going to feel this one, okay? And I want you to know that no matter how you feel, no matter how much this resonates or doesn't resonate with you, it's okay, right? You were held, you were in a safe space. Some of the things that you're going to hear today may or may not trigger you in a way that you've never been triggered before. Things that you didn't realize were things that you were struggling with. But the good news is that once we uncover these limiting beliefs, we're then in a position to be able to do something about it. So I'm really excited for that aspect. If it stings a little on the way there, I am here. I'm holding space with you. So with that said, here we go. So today we're talking about the five limiting beliefs that are holding you back from designing and living your dream life, okay? And so what I want you to understand is that your life is truly and utterly created as a result of what you believe. Now, I know that that can be kind of jarring to hear at first because most of us are like, what are you talking about? That's not what causes my life. That's not that's not what reality is. But when you start to research, when you look into the quantum physics of it, when you look into the science behind it, when you look into some of the metaphysical teachings that have been passed down for years and years, you come to find out that we actually create a reality through our thoughts. And what's the biggest proponent of our thoughts? our beliefs, right? Because we're not going to have a thought that isn't in alignment with our beliefs. So it makes perfect sense. So there are actually five limiting beliefs that are the most common that cause us to make choices or to self-sabotage or to do things that prevent us from having our dream life and or business. So we're going to talk about those today. And I don't think I have the ability to pop them up on the screen because I think if I type while I'm talking, it's going to be crazy. Um, But if somebody wants to write them in the comments, that would be awesome. I know some folks are watching out there for me. So thank you. Um, Okay. So let's talk about the first belief. 
The first belief that causes people not to design their dream lives is I am not good enough. Okay. So this belief, I am not good enough is another word for imposter syndrome. Now, imposter syndrome is when we feel like there's something about us that isn't quite up to par, either with our peers or with people that we compare ourselves to, that we are not at the level to have the things that we want to have. A great way to feed this ego monster and this belief is to spend a lot of time scrolling Facebook. Because if you scroll a lot on Facebook, you will constantly find people that you can compare yourself to and determine that you're not good enough. Hashtag ask me how I know. A lot of times there are people that maybe have, you know, better funnels than you or, you know, more professional photos than you or better graphics than you or whatever, whatever. And then you kind of start wrapping yourself around the axle. Well, I'm not going to promote this program of mine. It's not going to do well because I'm not good enough. So you see, it's not necessarily the fact that the program isn't good enough. It's that you don't believe it is. And so you are self-sabotaging yourself in that way. I am not good enough. Now, remember, I am is a really powerful affirmation. We learned that a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the, uh, the, the most um, po- you know, powerful types of affirmations. So when you say I am not good enough, you are saying that the thing that I am The definition of that is not good enough. Now, how many people would walk around and say, I'm not good enough? Hi, I'm not good enough. Nobody would ever do that. But yet whenever we take on this belief of not good enough, we are sending the message to the universe and to our prospective clients and friends and lovers and all the different souls that we're meant to interact with that I am not good enough. Stay away from me. Don't buy from me. Don't be with me. Don't share with me because I'm not good enough. When you have that limiting belief, then anything good that could happen, you are going to energetically deflect because you have made the decision that you're not worthy of it. Okay. And that is going to bring us to the next one, which is a um, kind of a, a spin-off, a sister belief of that, which is I am not worthy. Right now, some of you, if you're from my generation, you remember from Wayne's world, right? Everybody gets in front of Alice Cooper and they're doing the we're not worthy, we're not worthy, right? Like we we don't deserve to be in your energy. And so this is another limiting belief. Now I'm going to tell you, if you are a person who follows human design and you have an open heart center, then you are going to be someone who is going to have this limiting belief and is going to need to change that. I am not worthy implies that there is some inherent quality that I don't have, which precludes me from being able to have my hopes and dreams and all the things that I want out of life. Okay. So if you have an open heart center, then you like myself, because I have an open heart center, you are a person who doesn't have inherent worthiness feeling. I I liken it to someone maybe who um, has a, um, you know, an insulin deficiency. Like if you have diabetes, right, you have to take insulin because your body doesn't make it. When you have an open heart center, your body doesn't make the worthiness 
enzyme. And so you can win a Nobel Peace Prize. You can save a lady from a burning building. You can write a dissertation. You can cure cancer and you're not going to feel worthy. So what do you have to do instead? You have to override that feeling with a new belief, okay? Now, if you're worried about the worthiness factor, this is a really cool tip I can teach you. If you're a person who says, yes, that's me, I never feel worthy, here is my trick, okay? Here's what you're gonna do. I want you to make a list of all of the things that a worthy person has, does, feels, all the things. Okay, as many qualities as you can of a worthy person. What defines a worthy person? Okay, so let's do it together. A worthy person is a person who is good hearted. A worthy person is a person who loves people and so on and so forth. And as you make this list, then what I like to do is sneak up on my ego from the other side and go, oh, yeah, well, am I not this? Oh, I am. Oh, okay. Oh, am I this? Oh, yeah. Okay. And so by the time you get to the end of this list, you go, huh, I'm all of the things on that list. I'm every single one of them. So why do I believe that I'm not worthy? And the answer is because your belief is following a feeling you don't have. Well, I would feel worthy if I was worthy. Not necessarily, right? Not necessarily. So if you are a person who struggles with the belief, I am not worthy, then chances are you're not feeling worthy, and you may not have the ability to feel worthy. You may not have that ability, and that's okay, right? We don't look at people who are diabetic and be like, wow, you need insulin? Whatever. I'm not going to sign up with you. You need insulin. That's the most absurd thing ever. And yet that is what's going on when we have a worthiness block. When we have a worthiness block, what we're essentially having is a worthiness deficiency, Okay, so if you struggle with that, think about all the things that make someone worthy and then apply those things to yourself. And by the way, spoiler alert, just by virtue of existing, you're worthy of having everything you ever wanted. It's part of the birthright of abundance. More on that later. Okay, the next limiting belief is I am not capable. Oh my goodness, how many of us have struggled with this one? Let's talk about my good friend. If you've you probably heard it before, if you've been here before, my good friend Roger Bannister, right? Roger Bannister was convinced that he was going to break the four-minute mile. He was going to run faster than four minutes um, in you know, a mile. And the world and the doctors and all the people said there's no way the human heart will explode, all the things, all the things, all the things, all the hype about how it wasn't possible. Guess what? Roger Bannister didn't believe that. He believed that he could break the four-minute mile. And what happened? Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile. He was the first one to do it. Here's the interesting part. A couple weeks later, four other people or three other people immediately broke his record. Why? Because it was suddenly possible. When you believe you're not capable of something, right? I'm not capable of doing that. Then you are sending the message to the universe, source, God, higher power, that you're not capable of it. And so what happens? The universe folds its big chubby arms and says, your wish is my command. So when you believe that you're not capable of something, you shut down all the possibilities across the board. Exactly, Missy. I was thinking of the gym. I'm so glad you said that. Yes, you shut down all the quantum possibilities because you've made up your mind that they're no longer possible. 
when you start to study the mind and you understand and follow, you know, obviously follow me, but follow people like Joe Dispenza, follow people like, um, what's his last name? Um, his last name is escaping me. Um, I forget his name, Jeffrey something. I'll figure it out later. Um, follow, you know, um, these people that study the mind, Dr. Joe Dispenza is a, is a big one for sure. Um, Tony Robbins is another one who, who, who studies the mind. There, there are so many people in this realm. And what they've discovered is that the mind is what creates our reality because we share a mind with all the other people in the world, right? It's a, it's a collective consciousness. We have the illusion of being like a little tiny person in a little box, but we're actually connected all across humanity. And so the mind is actually what's creating reality. So if you believe that you're not capable of something, guess what happens? The universe has to make that true. And then all of a sudden, you're not able to do that. Missy says, I was blown away by what I've been able to do in the gym. I never thought I was capable of working out and with weights. Yes, exactly. And so now it's like, there is no limit to what you can do. I mean, provided that, you know, you get your muscles ready and you practice and all of those things. But let's, you know, explain away the woman whose son gets trapped under a car and suddenly she lifts it up. How does that happen? Where does that miracle come from? Because she doesn't have time to decide whether she can do it or not. The only thing she's focused on in that moment is getting that car off of that child. So every ounce of belief and ability and, and perseverance and push is channeled into that one moment. She doesn't have time to second guess herself, right? So going, you know, going back to the I am not good enough thing, the imposter syndrome, I made a post recently where I was talking about how, you know, if you're walking down the street and somebody's on fire, do you sit there with your bucket of water and go, well, I don't know if this is the right water. What if this water isn't cold enough? What if I throw it and it's not cold enough? It does nothing. What if somebody else is walking down the road with superior water? Shouldn't I wait for them to throw their water? No, this person's on fire. Throw the water, right? Like, so this is something that we struggle with when we're constantly slowing down and thinking like, oh my gosh, should I, could I, maybe what, you know? And it's like, when you replace that with the belief that you want to have, and that's the first place where your brain goes, that's the reality that is then put forward and created. Okay. So I am not capable turns into, I am infinitely capable and anything that I make up my mind to do will happen in divine timing. I am capable. I am 100% capable. Now, at first, that sounds like a lie, right? Like, I can't do that. I can't power clean or whatever it's called that they do in the, in the gym. And yet then you are. And yet then you do. And then you're, you're creating on a new platform of ability that you didn't even know you had. And that is what happens when we start shifting our beliefs. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. Belief shifting takes some time, unless, of course, we do it through NLP, in which case we can do it rapidly because we just move things around in your brain. We literally take this cord that connects this belief and we put it over here and this one over here. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I have a new brain. And we can do that, right? Because it's they're like filing cabinets. It's, 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 it's a very simple but very intricate process. Um, but we do, when we start shifting these beliefs, 
it's magnificent. And you can say like, I don't know if that really happens. I want you to look around at all of the people on social media that are suddenly making not a hundred thousand dollars a month, but there are now people making a million American, Canadian, Australian, English pounds a month, a month, a million dollars a month. And I know a lot of you are going to be like, okay, well, that's because they're swindling people or that's because this, or that's not really true, but they are. Why? Because they decided they were going to, because they decided they were capable of it and they made it happen. Now that may not be congruent for you. That may not be something you're striving for and it may not be something that you want and it may not be something that you feel energetically able to, to handle and that's okay, but it's possible. You are capable of it. And it's okay if it's not what you want. You're capable of jumping out of a plane and skydiving. It may not be what you want, but you're capable of it. You're capable right now of studying hard enough to go get into medical school to become a surgeon. You may not want to, but you're capable of it. Okay? Okay, the next one. I am not deserving. This one I think is really interesting and it comes up a lot with people who have um, a religious background. Oh, Missy says, I also didn't think my body was capable of losing weight. I lost 6.7 inches. That's amazing, Missy. Go you. Yes, absolutely. Right. And if you tied something really important to that, like the people on The Biggest Loser, you know, they get money or whatever. Like suddenly, you know, there's this extra push to do something. Or, you know, heaven forbid somebody had your dog for ransom and they're like, if you don't lose six inches off your waist, you're never seeing your dog again. I mean, you'll eat rice and beans for, you know, as long as you need to. When the thing that you're doing drives you, then you can you can change whatever beliefs you want. It's your ego that's holding you back because there's still a payoff. There's something that's giving you some kind of yummy feelings for having that limiting belief, right? There's some kind of payoff for you. Um, okay. So back to, so I am not deserving. So this one comes up a lot of times in the religious communities, because there are a lot of religious communities that teach that you were born bad, that you were born wrong, that you were born in sin, that from the moment you opened your eyes, you already screwed up. I do not believe that. I do not believe that that's true. If you believe that that's totally fine. This is probably not going to be your cup of tea, but I am not deserving a lot of times people think there's someone that's more deserving than me. There are people that did greater things. There are people that need it more than me. I want you to consider for a minute, right? Because everybody always has this image of this, um, you know, uh, disheveled, sad person who's living in a third world country who doesn't have anything to eat, right? Like this is the image of the person who's more deserving of abundance than we are. Either that or like the Mother Teresa type who like never sinned in their life, who dedicated their life to service. They deserve it more than us. Okay. So let's talk about that person who's suffering in that third world country or in that, you know, non-developed country. I think they like that word better. When you have access to abundance, when you start making crazy money, when you start having the resources, guess what you can freaking do? You can turn around and take that, that you are the steward of, that you're a good person, that you know exactly who needs that, and you can pass it on to them. But waiting for the universe to somehow transfer it to them without them having anything to do with that is kind of negligent. 
So when you sit there and go, oh, well, who am I to want another, you know, $100,000 a month or $10,000 a month or $5,000? Who am I? Like, I, I have everything I need. You know, my, my kids are fed. My house is whatever in order. Like, who am I? Who are you? You're a person who has an incredible heart, who has the ability to take those resources and get them where they need to go. If you want to take that money and donate it, great. If you want to go build an orphanage, great. If you want to go start a fund, great. These are wonderful, benevolent things that you can do, but you can't do those things if you're constantly shutting off the flow to that abundance because you think that you're not deserving. Nowhere in getting abundance does it say that you are the end user. It just says that you're a channel right? So you take what you need out of that. And then the rest of it flows through you into whatever source or what, you know, whatever, um, whatever, um, what am I trying to say? Why do words escape you? You have five kids and all of a sudden your whole thesaurus goes out the window, whatever cause, whatever cause strikes you, right? You don't have to keep it all for yourself, you know, in your mattress. No one's saying that, but when you turn off the valve to abundance, you're saying, you know, I am not going to collect on behalf of whatever it is that I believe needs to be collected on behalf of. You know what? I refuse to stand there with the collection plate front, you know, to, for people to, to, to share the abundance so that I can then pass it on. That's just selfish if you think about it, right? So how can you rework that limiting belief that I am not deserving? I am not deserving of good things. Oh, but you are. You are deserving. And not only are you deserving, but you are you are charged with being a channel for those things because you are a good person and you are worthy and you are good enough. And so we need people like you to make this kind of money so you can turn around and make the world a better place with it. We need you to have this kind of love so you can be at a high vibration to be able to support people at the level that they need to be supported with the gifts that you came here to give, right? When you are at your highest vibration, in fact, my manifesto, yes, I have a manifesto. You can write it down if you'd like. Only, only when we are at our highest vibration, taking optimal care of ourselves, do we do our greatest good in the world. Anything less than that is letting society, life, humanity down, right? Anything less than that, anything less than giving your best vibration is less than your best. So it behooves you to drink your water, to get your sleep, to make money, right? All of these limiting beliefs that you have. You know, it's so funny. I always imagine there's like aliens up on some planet somewhere. And they're like, did you see that, you know, the latest Earth movie? And they're like, oh, yeah, it was all about how this one couldn't get money. And this one couldn't get money. And the other one looks at them and they're like, wait, that paper stuff. And another one comes over and goes, yeah, I just saw an Earth movie, too. And that was totally about that paper stuff, too. And this other one comes and they're like, yeah, my movie was about money too. Like, what is this money thing that these people are talking about? Like, what even is it, right? Because this is a construct that we've created on, on this planet that there's this tiny little bit of this paper and that we all have to run around like crazy people hurting each other and worrying about each other and, and, and competing with each other to get these little pieces of paper or the energy that's represented by these pieces of paper. And all of the other beings are looking at us like, what? You, you really, you, but you actually believe that. 
because it's an illusion, because all of that is readily available to all of us whenever we want it. But these limiting beliefs are keeping it at bay. Okay. These are the things that are keeping it at bay. So I feel like you guys probably are of the mindset that you want to change this, right? Like this is probably something you want to change. The last one is I am not lovable. So sad. I am not lovable. This one has to do with all of the skeletons in your closet. Whenever I work with clients, because I'm psychic, right? And, and I think the kind of psychic I am is that I can read energy of people. And I think I might even be able to read thoughts, but I'm not really ready to say that yet. But like, sometimes I think I can. You guys, if, you, if I've ever done that to you, pipe in in the comments. Um, but one of the things that I hear a lot when I'm coaching people I'll hear in the background, yeah, but if she knew that I blah, 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 and then the rest of it goes, you know, down. It doesn't matter what you did, right? It did, like, what's that Backstreet Boys song? I don't care what, who you are, where you're from, what you're did, as long as you love me, right? Like this whole thing. It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter if you stole a stick of gum when you were four. It doesn't matter if you punched Johnny in the face when you were five at his birthday party because he got a toy and you didn't and you were jealous. It doesn't matter if you accidentally ran over a kitten when you were 17 because you didn't know how to drive a car. It doesn't matter if you told your mom that you hated her and you threw your diary and it hit her foot. It doesn't matter what you did. You are worthy of love. Because let me tell you what love is. Love is the highest vibration that is possible in the universe. Okay. It is like the high octane lightsaber of energy. And everyone, 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 everyone. Yes, even the murderers. Yes, even the child molesters. Yes, everyone is deserving of love. Why? Because love transmutes hate. Because love transmutes fear. Because when you wrap anything in love and you turn it into its highest vibration, it has no choice but to disappear. It has gotten to the highest level and it is transmuted. Okay? So everyone is deserving of their, their pain, their suffering, everything being wrapped in love. Now, does that mean that they should be out walking the streets necessarily or able to, you know, reoffend. No, of course not, right? Like I'm not saying that everybody just deserves us to turn the other cheek. But is everyone worthy of love? Yes. Love is not something that we should be giving and taking. Love should be the currency that we use. Love is the currency, not money. Love is the way that we should be conducting our business. It is what we should send to everything. Everything. That person you can't stand, send them love. That doctor's office that dismissed you over something stupid, send them love. Not because you're turning the other cheek and you're giving something they don't deserve, but because that is the highest vibration that you can deal in. Because there's nothing above that. Because nothing can come back from being doused with love. It just can't. It's not possible energetically, there's nothing that comes higher than that. Okay. So when you think I'm not lovable, I am not something that deserves to have the energy of the angels of the universe of God's source, higher power, because of this thing I did when I didn't know any better, right? Oh, I cheated on my first husband or, oh, I, you know, called my best friend a bitch or whatever it is that you did. 
none of it precludes you from being loved. And the best way for the universe to show you love, right? Because the universe is basically like your romantic partner in this dance of humanity. The best way for it to show you love is to be that partner and to bring you the things that bring you joy, right? So you need to be able to be open to that. You need to understand that when you close all these valves of I am not good enough, I am not worthy, I am not capable, I am not deserving, I am not lovable, all of that abundance cannot get to you. And if it can't get to you, then you can't use it to do the work you're here to do. So what does this all mean? So what does this all mean? What it means is that you are going to have to go head to head with your ego. You're going to have to get uncomfortable. You're going to have to have a conversation with that bully in your head. And you're going to have to start rewiring these beliefs. Now, not all of these may relate to you, but probably two or three of them do. And it's going to take some work to undo them. Rome wasn't built in a day. You weren't conditioned to believe these things in a day. So you're going to have some work to do. But if you're committed to doing the work, well, then now is as good a time as any. So one of the things that you can do is start. You notice these beliefs coming up. Okay. Start using affirmations instead. I am not good enough. I am a wonderful creature of creation and I deserve to have everything I ever wanted. Right? I just took like three of them and mashed them into one sentence. And at first it's going to sound like a lie. But the more that you say it, the more you start to believe it. And the more you start to believe it, the more you're going to see it manifesting. Another one of my favorite things that I love to say is that the universe is the great prover. It can only show you what you believe to be true. So what do you believe? What if I told you anything you truly believe you can have? Would you believe it? Because guess what? Anything you truly believe you can have. Don't believe me? Well, there's your first problem. If you loved this conversation and you'd like to have more conversations like this, I invite you to join me in my free group, which is called Designed to Dream. Um, you can find that at facebook.com slash group slash unstoppable. Dr- uh, unstoppable dreaming, excuse me. And if you would like to work with me further or you feel a resonance to get into my world even more, you can join my membership, which is also called Design to Dream. We make it really easy around here. Um, and that is amylee.club, www.amylee.club. It's um, it's actually going up to 55, but it's still, it's still technically 47 because I haven't changed it in the system. It's $47 a month. You get a monthly group co- coaching call with me. You get access to my entire vault of all my courses and everything else yummy that I put in there, including the Dream Business Builder, which is how I built both my six and seven figure businesses here on Facebook. You also get a secret podcast that's only um 
accessible to members of the membership and lots of discounts and special deals on my programs and private coaching and all that stuff. So if that's something that resonates with you, check it out, www.amylee.club. Other than that, um, that's all I have for you today. I hope that this resonated. If it did, let me know in the comments. If you feel like there's somebody that would benefit from watching this presentation, go ahead and give it a share um, or send it to them in a message. It should be public. I hope it's public. I I, I was in such a frenzy to, to fix the um, stream today that I don't even know if I made it public. I hope I did. But um, let me know if you have any questions. And as always, guys, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Hey, Dream Builder, are you loving this stuff? Do you want more? More human design, law of attraction, and manifestation? Then my Designed to Dream membership is for you. You'll get the Dream Design Vault packed with pre-recorded content to help you design and manifest your dreams. A monthly group coaching call with me and a monthly theme and meditations to support you on your journey. Membership is just $47 a month and you can cancel anytime with no hassle. Join us and start designing your dreams now.